KRCL, Salt Lake City. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Rashawn Leak, and this is Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. Tonight on the show, it's Roundtable Tuesdays, and we're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. And later this hour, we're going to explore Dia de la Mortes in Ogden featuring Sunatron. And the guests will include Arlene Anderson of Ogden Community Chair, Michelle Tanner, Ogden Friends of Acoustic Music and host of Night Train, and singer Emma Almaz, uh, Almanza, sorry, who will sing for us, I'm told. But first, it's our own Laura Jones, and she's here with Rallies and Resources. Hey, Rashawn. What up, what up, Laura? How you doing, lady? You know, I'm so excited because uh, I'm talking to Michelle about who we could get on to talk about Dia de los Muertos, the event, the cultural backstory, mm-hmm. origin story, if you will. She's like, I think I can get a singer. I'm like, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's go. She sings. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Then she says, she's in junior high. And I'm like, yes. I, anytime. <laughs> I mean, you know, we all are about passing that mic. Yeah. And then have a youngin', youngin'. This mm. brings us back to our poetry. Yeah. Dia de los Muertos, a day when the dead visit their families. I really like the idea of that. And the whole tradition of altars or ofrendas. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. Arlene's going to share how this event has grown because it's second annual i know i saw that I and Swainathron, we've got a cut lined up to share from that band so stick around for that but rallies and resources you can find at krcl.org on our website and under the community affairs tab you'll find a listing of things we think radioactive listeners in particular will enjoy or want to know about you know, there's the community calendar. Lots of stuff there, too. Might be some repeats over on ours, but, I mean, we put know. it out there. You know, there yeah. there are people. So, if I, you know, I guess it is if we like it, yeah. they're going to like it. Let's exactly. just call it what it is. So, uh, still lots of festivals happening. So, at the top of the list, I've got a whole bunch of those. Do check those out. And I'm trying to make my computer work over here so I can pull up the whole list. Maybe you will have some better luck. All right, let me see what I got but, over um, here. I know Diwali's coming up. Um, uh, of course, Dia de los Muertos. There's Sam Hain with the um, Hibernian Society. That would be the Irish Harvest Festival coming up at Gateway. Um, lots of great things that you can do in your community and celebrate all the different aspects of um you know, all the different cultures we have well, here. Yeah, we, what do we have? The The 15th, October 15th, we have the Ogden Hispanic Festival. That's yep. 2 to 7 on Wall Ave. Ogden, I'm yeah. just going to throw it out there. Salt Lake, we need to step up because Ogden is out there <laughs> killing it. I'm just going to throw that free, out there. We had the first annual Frida Fiesta. Uh, we did all right. The Latina but it, Social you know, Club I mean, over the weekend. Six, this is sixth annual, Laura. <laughs> like, we got to do our thing out here. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. What else you got on the list? All right, we got, like you said, we have another festival coming up October 22nd. We have the first annual Bonnie Ball Street Festival yeah. and Mural Celebration. We talked about this last night. I don't know if you caught the show, but we had muralists on. We had <sighs> Roots Art Collective, Alan, uh, Alan Ochoa and Luis Novoa came in, and we had Miriam Gutierrez and Chris Peterson, and they're all tied together. And Chris has got this big cutthroat trout that's going oh on in this building. It's it's pretty cool. It, so. I like people who are like artists. Artists are special in itself, but muralists are are a whole different vibe. Like yeah. they're they're just throwing up big old big <laughs> old paintings on walls. I'm all in on that. There's so much of it. And I really love what the Roots Art Collective is doing. So do check that out. You can you always listen to the show, folks. Again, online at krcl.org. Utah Humanities Book Festival going on through the end of October. Lots of cool stuff, and you can follow them at Utah Book Fest on Twitter, Insta, all that stuff. And they've got lots of things to to do. For instance, you can join the book festival and Weber Book Links at Weber County Library, Maine, on October 4th at 7 p.m. for the book that changed me. Mm. And different folks in the community are briefly going to share the children's or YA book that changed them and that opened their minds and hearts. So it's for ages 12 and older. And uh, they've already kind of thrown up a couple of books they're going to talk about, like Ask the Passengers, 
Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, I'm in Charge of Celebrations, Harbor Me. So lots of cool stuff happening. And here's another one. Um, let's see, what is it, the 27th? So tomorrow at 7 p.m., again at the Weber County Library, Maine in Ogden, a reading and Q&A with, I'm not sure how to say this gentleman's name, so forgive me, Tope Falara, an author of A Particular Kind of Black Man. He's a Nigerian-American writer based in D.C., won the Kane Prize for African Writing in 2013, and he'll be at the Weber County Library tomorrow night at There 7. we go. You got a book? You got a book, Laura, from your childhood that changed you? Uh, I have a story about books. <laughs> My mom was a voracious reader. Okay. And she and her mom loved Louis L'Amour novels. Okay. Dinosaur Cowboy novels, yeah. right? And so I just thought, they must be good. I'm six. I'm reading two a, a week. And my mom's like, you need to go play. You can have one. I love it. I love it. I was it. a little precocious. What I can love I say? it. I, that, yeah. That, I mean, it's, yeah, your origin story. I'm, uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, but I do have a book to recommend by Louis L'Amour, Tales of a Wandering Man, I think, was his biography. And the coolest thing about that book is in the front or the appendix, one or the other. He kept he kept a log of all the books he read because wow. he was self educated. Okay, rode the rails, um, tramped around, mm. and um, when he'd blow into town, he'd find the library, which wasn't free when he was coming mm. up, and try and get books. And so he kept a log of everything he ever read. And I thought that was That's interesting yeah. to learn about someone, whether you like their books or westerns or not. Like, how did they educate themselves at a time when? Education wasn't exactly a given. Yeah, no, I like that. I yeah, I shamelessly anytime I go to a mm. friend's house, I check out their book collection yeah. just mm -hmm. to see just to see if anything I've read or anything I need to read. What do you think of folks who organize their books by color? I mean, we all <laughs> you know we all got a life to live, Laura. <laughs> oh my snobbery, my book snobbery just came through. I apologize. I will make penance after the show. I love it. Hey, we got some folks here to share an event that's happening at the University yeah, of Utah. We do. Class is back in session, and so are concerts in person. Let's go. Whew, Vishwa Srinivasan and Sam Hurtado from the Associated uh, Students uh, of the University of Utah. Welcome, welcome back, Vishwa. Thanks for being here. Yeah, and we also have uh, Sam Hurtado. Both of you working on this concert coming up on October 6th, and it's in person again. So this has been a while, I guess, given given COVID, you guys? Been a, been a real long time. Yeah. Sure. Cheers. Well, it's nice to have you back. I mean, Vishwa, I know we had you back when you were getting ready to pop off the Alleyways concert. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I know you were saying we were asking, like, what's the next step? And you weren't sure, but here we are. Yeah, out there promoting concerts. So what's going on? <laughs> yeah, who's I'm on excited. the bill? I'm excited. Um, so yeah, we got Sway Lee to come through, which is really major for us. Um, we had a budget to work with, and we made the most of that budget. Okay. Um, honestly, Sway Lee is really iconic. Um, the dude's been making hits for the better part of like half a decade. Right. So really excited to have him come through. I'm really excited to have um, a mass gathering. Really, really excited to have people come together for this. I love it. So all right, so. When when you when you get your budget in hand, what's like the first step? Because I mean, I like I'm no promoter, so I'm thinking, like I'm going, I'm 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 spending all in one spot. I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm greedy. Who I'm would going, you bring? If if I if I had my choice, I see now it's my '90s, my, the '90s kid <laughs> of me. I'm I'm trying to get Wu Tang. I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to get, and I know I'm not getting all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. obviously there's only eight left, but yeah. I'm. But I'm like, let me see if I could peel off maybe meth or maybe get ghosts, <laughs> like you know, like somebody. Cause you know, we More I was just in Vegas so. for you know three chamber shows, so I'm I'm in, I'm following them around. But obviously, I burned through my budget real quick. So how do you go about it? Yeah, who gets to pick? We we kind of pick together. Um, Vishwa and I just kind of we we had a list of artists we really wanted, and it came down to Swaley when when just contracts went through mm -hmm. and stuff that we could provide for the artist um, and Swaley just fit perfectly for us. So we're, I mean, I'm just really excited. I'm a transfer student. Um, concerts mean everything to me. Um, and going to the U, I didn't really feel like I had much of a place. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, it's I'm hard as a commuter a, campus, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, there's um, more on campus life these days in terms of people living on campus, but events on campus are what bring you together, right? Exactly. That's that's the goal is we're just trying to bring everybody together for, I mean, the two years have been really awful and really yeah, hard for, all, for, yeah, for, for everybody. Yeah, for all of us. Yeah, true story. Um, but it's not just for students, although I'm guessing they get a sweeter deal on tickets, but the public's invited, right? Yeah. 
Um, so there's a limited amount of tickets available for the public. For students, it's pretty cool. Um, you get two free tickets. What? Um, yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> trying to do. Can I? Can you I? Sign up real, yeah, yeah like I'm yeah, trying to get go back, go back for a couple, <laughs> a couple classes. Does lifelong learning like, count. Yeah. I definitely think of lifelong <laughs> learning. So, so uh, Sam, you mentioned that you know, according to kind of what the what you can provide for the artists. So. I have to assume there's some crazy things that artists kind of ask for. What's Swaley asking for? <laughs> what yeah. Is, yeah, I like mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> give away the farm, but but Swaley has been a, they've been in the game for a minute. So what what do you got? What do you got, Vishwa? Swaley has a song called "Safe Sex Pays Checks," and yeah, Swaley I don't think believes play that in that one. firmly. <laughs> oh, so basically, what I'm hearing is you rolled over Planned Parenthood and stole all their lollipop jar of condoms. Is that what's going on? A little bit. Vishwa, <laughs> that's funny. So uh, Swaley though has uh, their own label and bringing a couple acts with them, right? Yeah, so they're bringing Ellie Duke, who's actually from Utah, which we're really excited about. Awesome. Um, and then an artist named Jo, um, who's really cool. His music is um, how do I describe his music? It's like dreamy, not indie, but dreamy indie esque. Yeah, dreamy oh, indie, dreamy. adjacent. Like R&B, yeah, yeah. But also yeah. at the same time, it's smooth. Very cool. So this is October sixth. Yep. What time and where? Well, it's going to be at the Union Lawn, just uh, right outside the Ray Open Union. Um, and then I'm pretty sure doors are at 6 p.m. So That's mainly awesome. uh, for the public, it's just first come, first serve on tickets. So okay. just whoever gets there first. What's the social handle where folks can find out more? Uh, U of U Student Gov on Instagram. Okay. Uh, we just, I think we announced today the okay, show. Okay, so um, just, fre- just hot off the presses, Laura. Yes. Yes. All right, You're so basically Carousel is just, we launching stuff it's over here. You're breaking yeah. news yeah. You know here. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Do you have more concerts planned for the student body? Yeah, we're going to do another one in the spring. Okay, so come back with that one, all right? Yeah, definitely yeah, come back. And, of course, you're going to be doing some more alleyways, so got to have Always. you back for that. And uh, thanks for coming down. I appreciate it. Yep, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So sit tight. We're going to get into this conversation that I recorded with a Tibetan monk earlier this month, Kentrol Yodro Taye Rinpoche. He's going to be in town in October to read and sign his new book, The Power of Mind, a modern and accessible guide to the Buddhist practice of something called Lojong, or mind training. So let's roll that tape and find out more from uh, from this Tibetan monk. Rinpoche, for many of us, we want to quiet the mind, especially in these chaotic times here in the United States, but around the world. And your book, The Power of the Mind, is a modern guide to something called Lojong. First of all, am I saying that correctly? And can you tell us what it is and where it comes from? Danny. So, so the um, origins of Lojong, which means mind training, come from a great Indian master, Atisha. And he was a Buddhist master and philosopher. So mind training itself is um, it's a um, a short and pithy teaching that came from Atisha on how to change our mind in order to transform our experience. And it's especially then a practice that is aimed at our modern days, these kind of degenerating times where we're facing all kinds of external difficulties and we have all kinds of internal turmoil and how do we take adverse conditions and transform them into something positive by working with our mind. And so it's a method for changing unwanted or unfavorable conditions into something that's positive and likewise that does not cause harm to us and it's by working with our mind itself. And then that's how we bring about a genuine peace and happiness, a well-being, both physical and mental, even in the face of adversity. And so that's the primary focus. You know, so much of here, I'll just use myself as a guinea pig for this conversation, Rinpoche, but um, so much of what I view as my mind is on autopilot all the time, but who's programming that pilot? And that sounds like the power of the mind 
really makes that intentional as a practitioner. You know, I'll find myself in the most mundane of situations, say commuting to work, someone cuts me off or drives in a way that upsets me. I'm suddenly on a rant and that's an autopilot function. But um, if we practice the power of the mind, then we choose our reaction as opposed to being activated. Because when I want to pack up, then I want to pack up wrong on me, but she drove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upward. Then he, then he lojong chain a part on a semi new top. Then a once a semi gear while attending, once a sem wrong one top. Then 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 then. Chiran ke ko ayer po chiran dogs. And she said you understood the topic of that book very well. Okay, so mutere woman wore it. Then he matu the power of mind is there. So exactly, then when we look at the power of mind, it's then acknowledging first that our mind, when we don't learn how our mind operates, its operating system, and we don't know how to work with it, then we're really powerless. We're totally under control of the conditions. And so whatever external conditions arise, then we're just totally under the power of that, like you said, autopilot, we just react and so, so forth. And so then the power of mind is actually realizing that we actually have power over our mind and our mind is what determines our experience. And so how do we work with our mind to change our experience so that our mind is no longer controlled by the conditions, is no longer under power of the circumstances. And that's what mind training is all about, uh, accessing the natural resources, the power of our mind that we already have um, so that we go from being controlled by the conditions to actually an, uh, kind of being autonomous or independent of the conditions. And so our well-being is no longer dependent on them. And the, the actual source of well-being is within ourselves and dependent upon our own mind. Yes, Rinpoche, one of the teachings that I grew up with from uh, the religion my parents raised me in, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, although no, I, I no longer practice so much of that teaching is part of my my programming and one of them is in the world but not of it which sounds similar i think i i can find parallels from my upbringing to many religions but also teachings like yours so in these chaotic times how do we scale it from that mundane exercise of choosing my reaction in traffic to the challenges facing the world and where we can individually feel we have the ability to make a difference. So that's, uh, that's very true. Um, one of the main things that's kind of unique about this text is that the focus point is on actually applying methods. So rather than talking about the theory of it, then it's really focusing on how we actually change our mind and it gives us a series, a process. The, the, the core text that these teachings are based on is called the seven key points of mind training. So there are seven key points. Each point is a method, a different way of working with our mind so that we change not only our mind and our way of thinking, but then our actions, both physical and verbal. So we're affecting change within and then enacting change outside of ourselves that's positive that um, stabilizes our experience both mentally and verbally and physically and then also enables us to not be completely under the power of the adverse conditions that we face and so these are very um kind of easy to act actions to or methods to engage in and they're they boil down to there's like two principal factors which is um profound wisdom which is another way of speaking about knowledge, we'll get to that in a moment, and great compassion. And so then it's utilizing these two techniques to change our experience both within and then without. And so profound wisdom, it, it's called that because it's not an ordinary knowledge. It's a knowledge that seeks deeply the, the nature of the way things are, the way the universe operates, the way our Which mind operates, yeah. and primarily focusing on how our mind affects and influences our experience so that we then see what it is that we want to engage in that were produced our desired effects such as happiness and so forth and what it is that we want to gradually refine away and eliminate that produce suffering 
and so forth. And so we really look at what will be a beneficial. And then once we cultivate that and train our mind in that, then we can act upon that basis. And so it's um, a real logic of examining the way things are and then acting upon that in conjunction with compassion. And so compassion is the companion to wisdom. So, so I want to give just a short example, if that's okay. So for example, just like one of the many methods that are presented, like these days, then when we have so many conditions that we don't like, that are unfavorable, adverse, and so forth, then we spend a lot of time being upset about those things. And essentially, we're hating the objects of our perception, the conditions, the circumstances. And the more that we dislike something, the more that we suffer over that thing. And so our, the amount of suffering that we experience is directly proportionate to how much we dislike or we hate on suffering. And so that's a big source of our problems that go above and beyond the actual issue itself. And that kind of disempowers our mind because we become totally focused on how much we dislike it. And then we suffer over it and become sort of kind of um, in, un, incapable of really affecting positive change both within and without. So one of the methods that's taught in mind training is to stop hating suffering. Stop hating suffering. I was going to ask you, Rinpoche, what the biggest obstacle you find for Western audiences, and I think that's it right there, to stop hating the suffering, to stop. I, I'm like a dog with a, a bone. I can't let go of the things that I can't control or the things that I have no power to change, and I think that's what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. So what do I do? Yes, exploring the power of our mind and how we can work with it. And so it does, you know, take obviously more uh, like in-depth teachings than just we could do in this short period right here. <laughs> Lauren Poche, thank you so much for giving me some time. Safe travels to Utah and the conversations you'll be holding here in the Beehive State. I appreciate your time. Thank you. We really look forward to coming there and to seeing you all. And that is Tibetan monk Kentral Lodro Taye Rinpoche and his translator Paloma Landry, who gave me some time earlier this month to talk about the power of mind, a Tibetan monk's guide to finding freedom in every challenge. He'll be in Salt Lake October 21st and 22nd for two book readings and signings. We'll put details in the show notes. And you, you notice he didn't answer my question. No, I, I, you know, that's, he, he's going he's gonna to need you to read, uh, read the book by the next, a, uh, by next reading. <laughs> I got a copy. Well, stick around, folks, because coming up, we're going to get into Dia de los Muertos with Ofom, Ogden Friends of Acoustic Music. So stick around for that. And to get us from here to there, I, I queued up for us a little Ozomotli, and it, this is the Cumbia de los Muertos, Rashawn on KRCL. The City Library and the Great Salt Lake Collaborative present The History of the Great Salt Lake, a conversation about the cultural history of the lake, Wednesday, September 28th, 6 to 7 p.m. at the Marmalade Branch, 280 West, 500 North in Salt Lake City. For more details, visit greatsaltlakenews.org. Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru, a community partner of YWCA Utah and the Stand Against Racism Challenge. Mark Miller Subaru loves diversity. Learn more at ywcautah.org and markmillersubaru.com. Welcome back to Radioactive and Roundtable Tuesday. Coming up, we have Democracy Now! at 7 p.m. with Amy Goodman. Connor and the Late Night Lowdown starts at 8 Super Sounds with Chovy at 10.30. And to wrap it all around, we have John Florence starts a brand new day at 6 a.m. But let's get into what y'all really want to talk about. And we have we have Michelle, our own Michelle here from uh, Monday Nights. Yeah. Monday Nights. And she's also uh, OFOM, Ogden Friends of Acoustic Music. What's going on, Michelle? Well, you know... Um I love music. I love KRCL, and I've managed to find a way to channel my love um, in a variety of ways. And we're so excited uh, for the second annual Dia de los Muertos event that's coming up. 
October 8th, and OFOM is so proud to be working with our uh, Latinx community to to make it happen. Um, it's just really a, a fun and, cha- and exciting opportunity. So who would you bring with us today? So I've got Arlene Anderson, who is actually Hello. an old friend, and um, she's an amazing Latina from Ogden, and I'll let her tell her story, but... I've known her from our early days in newborn intensive care unit, um, working together, and we worked together on Life Flight. And then Arlene has managed to really um, go up the ladder of the corporation we work for, and do some other, so many other amazing things. She's an instructor at Weber State University. Okay. Uh-huh. And she's on the Ogden School Board. Well, welcome, welcome to the show, Arlene. So Thank you. you're very welcome. So, how did you get involved with Dia de los Muertos? Wow. Well, um, Dia de los Muertos is an important holiday for me, especially more so because my parents have passed. It's been almost ten years. Um, my parents um, were immigrants from Michoacan, Mexico. I grew up being bicultural, assimilating, uh, bilingual. Uh, went through the Ogden School District. Um, my parents raised nine girls. Um, mm. So wow. we all graduated from high school. We all graduated um, in higher ed. And so we all have different degrees. Good and on your parents and you yeah, and your siblings. Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, I just, everything that I do is through my parents because of all the sacrifices and hard work that they went through. And for me, it's just a way to give back to the community. I was, like I said, born and raised in Ogden. Um, Growing up, it was so difficult trying to find my place. Mm -hmm. And um, with the demographics, we are now at 38% Hispanic Latino, but in our Ogden City School District, we are about 51%. Yeah. And so having these type of events uh, brings a sense of belonging. I actually feel like I'm part of something pretty amazing and big and and being able to share our traditions, our cultures, the music, the food, this holiday, which I want to make clear that it's totally different than Halloween. This is a day where our loved ones, um, we bring them, we think of them, and we honor them and celebrate them for everything that they have done. And they continue to live through us Mm -hmm. as we continue our journey in life. I love that. Thank you. I love that. So, so this is the second year. So, I'm, you know, I'm not, I was giving Ogden some props earlier, but second year, 51%. I feel like they might be a little late to the game. Ogden, we looking at you. But how did they get involved in this? Because I think, you know, looking at the program, it looks, we have a serious program going on next week. Is it next week or the week after? It's October 8th. October 8th. Yes. So, yeah. So how did, how did you all get together with the, with the school, Ben Loman High School? Well, Arlene's actually an alumni of Ben Lomond High School, mm-hmm. and OFOM has worked with the Ogden School District for quite a few years. Um, whenever we bring a, um, a band into town, we always provide a educational outreach mm-hmm. opportunity for um, the music students in our junior highs and high schools, and Ogden School District has been a great partner for us. Um, we've also worked with um, other schools in the area, the Weber School District, and it it's just kind of become a tradition, but it really came together when we were able to join forces with Arlene, um, having her with her being on the school board. But also, it just was the timing. I think it all kind of built to that. And we've been working for that because, you know, we have our Ogden Music Festival and we um, love to provide ber- diversity and color on our stages, but it's been hard to have diversity and color in our audiences. And I would look around and not see that. And um, I talked to Arlene and asked if she would be um, part of our board. And she said, I really have not felt comfortable coming to your festival because I look at the pictures and there's no one that looks mm-hmm. like me. Yeah, representation matters. And Amen. <laughs> we, we've been trying, but we haven't tried hard enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're, we're doing this. And the Latina friends I've made on this committee have been so fun and it's really been um, eye-opening to me and it it makes me um, feel very proud and it's worth every effort that we're going through to to pull this together because it is a huge event. Um, The school district itself is bringing um, for part of the day uh, 
a parenting elevated summit which is going to have our local nonprofit organizations and resources available there. They're having breakout sessions and conferences. And that's going to be a great, um, it's, it's a great partnership for us. Um, in addition, we have other members of the Hispanic community with the uh, car show. Mm-hmm. And the students from the school district are performing. I see this. And that is going to be so fun. And also the visual arts that they're going to bring and they did this last year and it blew my mind the kids in the ogden school district created the most beautiful little skulls what are they called arlene calaveras calaveras and um also paintings and drawings and gorgeous and these are jury judged um it's an art show and they had prizes and they're able to sell their artwork. It's so amazing. It is. And I just wanted to add, um, being on the school board, and then like I said, growing up in the school district, I never had mm-hmm. this type of um, event or anything where I felt like, oh my gosh, this is something that I know. And so having the school district and the board members behind this has been so pivotal and and I've really appreciated them embracing uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so um, I, it was just a great fit. And then having it at our school, bringing our community together, and um, we even have our LIA groups that are going to be participating and helping us during the event. And so I just, for me, it's like this didn't happen for me because I was never exposed to music. I mean, you know, music here and there, yeah, but yeah. I never had anybody that I was like, oh, my gosh, they're singing in Spanish, you know, and mariachis mm-hmm. and, you know, the the music that my parents would play on the weekends, you know, when they were cooking and were cleaning the house, that kind of thing. And so now having that, man, it, it's just been incredible. So. It's, yeah. It sounds magical. And I, I, what I really love about it is I, I love the community involvement. I, I, love, I love what you were talking about, Michelle, where people, you know, children of the school, people in the school are coming in, sharing their art, selling yes. their art. I mean, you know, it, it, I can only imagine. So, so let's, talk about, let's talk about our first altar, your first altar. Mm-hmm. So, so how, how old were you when you, do you vividly remember your, the first altar that you were a part of? Well, for me, it was my mother. She always, she had this uh, little corner mm-hmm. where she had pictures of her family members and she would light candles. Um, and I remember just going in there and then she had this big picture of La Virgen de Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in the day, I didn't know too much, and but I loved it just going in there when it was at night and the, the candles were flickering and, you know, just, it was a, just a beautiful thing. And I never really knew the, the deep meaning, mm-hmm. and I so appreciate it so much more. And like I said, now that my parents have passed, my altar is up all year long, you know, 365 days a year because... That is where I honor them on a day to day, and um, it's very special to me. I, I I love that, and I I'm gonna I'm gonna say some listeners. I know this is mad corny, and I'm just calling it out there right now, but I I still vividly remember watching the movie Coco, and and the part that like for me, obviously not being you know having no no Latin heritage, it's one that stuck with me is that you know as long as you remember your your loved ones they you know they truly never go away and that is something that for for me and, and people in my my sphere of influence who aren't 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 spanish don't have the culture don't share you know it's something that i kind of comfort them to mm-hmm. say as long as you hold their memory tight they yeah. will they will never go away and they will forever be a part of you and that's something that you know i share with my kids and now you know while while we are not spanish here you know we we put an altar up because we have one at work so it's something that we kind of brought back to our house mm-hmm. and i think it's something that everybody can share but hold on let me let me I don't, before i misspeak is it okay for everyone to share you know i know we in this world we we talk about taking other people's cultures and things like that or bits and pieces is that something that's acceptable I feel it is acceptable because, you know, we all come from different walks of life. And in order to understand where somebody's coming from, you need to take the time to understand 
why they think the way they do, why they do the things they do. It's so important to share that and be inclusive. And, you know, even on the ride up, as I was thinking, you know, what am I going to say? For me, I feel like it's come full circle. I once was that little girl, you know, who didn't feel where I belonged. But now that I'm an Ogden school board member and I'm able to partner with wonderful organizations and have this and and seeing, you know, the beautiful kids that we have in our school district and knowing that many of these share the same traditions as, as I did, it just came right around. And I just feel like this is a beautiful thing. I love it. I love it. All right. So speaking of... Speaking of children and little kids, not sorry, not children. I know you're in middle school, so I apologize. But Emma, why don't you grab that mic and talk to us a little bit? So, so Emma, I know you're here to sing a song, but before before you go into that, why don't why don't you talk to us and our listeners about your experience with Dia de los Muertos? Um, Dia de los Muertos. <laughs> um, for me, Dia de los Muertos is a way to keep family members memories alive it's just a way to always remember them and yeah just always remember them and be able to keep them close to your heart i love it i love it so what song are you going to sing for us i'm going to sing yorona all right let me find let me find the clip <laughs> all right emma studies ranchero music i do yeah i've been studying it for few months <laughs> okay. oh all yeah. right all right are you ready yeah all right Salías de un templo un día, llorona cuando al pasar yo te vi. Salías de un templo un día, llorona cuando al pasar yo te vi. Hermoso y pil llevabas llorona que Thank you. 
santo No sé qué tienen las flores Llorona las flores De un campo santo Que cuando las mueve el viento Llorona parece Que están llorando Llévame al río, ay de mí, llorona, 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 llévame al río, tápame con tu rebozo, llorona, porque me muero de frío, tápame I don't know about wow. y'all listeners, wow. but I'm blown away. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Okay, Emma. That <laughs> Emma. was absolutely fantastic Thank and amazing. So All right. So for our listeners who don't know, uh, well, you know, who don't speak Spanish, mm -hmm. can you give us like high level what that song was about? Because it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So Yorona or, or the Weeping Woman is a heartbroken woman who... Um, drowned her kids in a river um, and she's known for haunting the night especially by the riverside and so this song is usually saying around Dia de los Muertos mm -hmm. because it focuses on her grief and her pain for her children oh wow all mm -hmm. right you answered mm -hmm. my next question too that makes sense by that song <laughs> yeah you uh Wow. You captured Amazing. all, all <laughs> the you? embodiment of that song. And wherever <laughs> they are who wrote that, I'm sure they are very pleased <laughs> to you. have you. Thank you. Thank you. Emma, why don't you tell them which school you go to and what I, grade you're in? Yeah, I'm in seventh grade, and I go to Mount Fort Junior High. All right, I got yeah. a sixth grade at home, and he's about to start. <laughs> he in trouble. Like, he going to start doing something because I'm seeing what, what preteens are doing out there. No, mm -hmm. thank you so much. That was beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. If, that is, if that's just a little taste of what's to come on the 8th, I don't see why everybody isn't running to get tickets. So is it yeah. – so, yeah, so what else could we expect out there? So let me talk about the, um, the talent that will be there. Uh, performing arts will happen in the auditorium at Ben Lomond High School, as well as the Commons stage. And uh, and for the Coco fans, you'll be glad to hear we're screening the film Coco two times, at once mm -hmm. at 12.30 and once at 3.30. Um, but the, the live performances will be, um, Emma will sing a couple of times. We'll have um, mariachi, Aguias, 
de la Esperanza, who you may have heard of the elementary school in West Valley City, mm-hmm. that the principal, Eulogio Alejandre, is amazing. And he has made a whole elementary school focused on music. And wow. the arts director, Alan Moreno, is fabulous. And we've had them at our music festival and, and at our event last year. We can't wait to have them back on stage. A youth mariachi. Oh, is that the youth? Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, youth mariachi, and we also have some professional dance groups coming. Um, one is Oaxaca and Me, and we're excited for these um, dancers from the Utah County area. We also have Ballet Folklorico Ek, which is a youth uh, dance program, and they also work with um, the Esperanza group. We're excited that they'll be there performing um, we'll have student performances with the um, bagpipers the at Ben, ben Loman. Loman bagpipers. Yep, that's a tradition. Yes. And yes. also the um, cheer teams will be there. Um, and our headlining act is Suenatron, which we're super excited about that. And this is where OFOM comes in to, you know, we bring it. We pride ourselves on having quality presentations they're from the bay area and two of the members of suanatron are um sons of hernan hernandez of el tigre nortes which is famous in the old country and they this new band suanatron brings the traditions from that and also they call themselves pop so they're they also bring new and electronica and it's just going to be so much fun so they perform at seven um Emma sings right before that, and the mariachi band is at 4.30, and they'll also, in the auditorium, and they'll also do one on the smaller stage at 2.30, and we'll be just kind of mixing and matching throughout the day, so the event starts at noon and ends about 9, and I know it's a long day, but we're telling you it's going to be action-packed because we're going to have all kinds of community vendors and business vendors and food trucks and a car show and all this stuff happening on the stages as well as the screening of Coco twice. And it's not a ticketed event, but we do ask for registrations. And I know it's getting close, but we're going to have that ready tonight or tomorrow. And it's all drafted. It just hasn't been rolled out yet. So um, for more information, you can find us on social media under Dia de los Muertos and Ogden, E-N and Ogden. Yeah. And both um, Instagram and Facebook, Facebook and see about registering. And what we're asking is just um, for a family to register to say how many adults and how many youth. And if we can have an email, it works great for us to um, give information for next year's event, provide the details for this event, and also an opportunity for feedback. I want to add two things. Yeah, we do. have the Mercadito. And we've got a lot of incredible vendors, so make sure you bring your money because <laughs> a lot of them are our Hispanic uh, small businesses, mm-hmm. and we want to support them. And they're like, when I saw the list, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be swipe, swipe, swipe. Um, the other thing, though, is um, we also do a scholarship for I our dreamers. Going, yes. I was ah, just okay. going there. I was going to ask. I was going to, well, let me do it. Okay. So everybody who's listening, you're listening to Roundtable Tuesday with KRCL. I'm Rashawn Leak, and we have Arlene Anderson and Michelle Tanner. Michelle Tanner. So please, Arlene, talk to us about, I love the do-gooder element of, yes. of the dreamers. Um, so, um, as you know, it, there are difficulties and challenges. Um, one, graduating from high school. Mm-hmm. But then also continuing on to a higher education. And this is something that's extremely important to me because we want to work on removing barriers for our students, especially dreamers. When we say dreamers, those are our DACA students um, who, you know, they have aspirations, they have visions, they have dreams. But usually there's like a roadblock or a wall put in front of them. And we want to help remove those barriers. And so we part of our what we make, you know, we are going to um, create these scholarships. And we do work with the Weber State University. And we're also working with the OWATC so that we can help remove those barriers for our students. I like that. So if you're a, if, if you're a dreamer or a DACA listening, how do you bec- how do you apply to potentially get that scholarship? 
Well, um, we're working through the channels of Weber State University and OWTC, Ogden Weber Technical College, because they've already laid the groundwork and established um, opportunities for scholarships and whatnot. So we channel in through that, and so that would be the path that they would that they would go to. Or they could reach out to us on the Dia de los Muertos in Ogden at gmail.com, and we would help facilitate their working with one of those organizations. Um, uh, the OTEC has a very high Hispanic population, as is, so they're well established with their scholarship program. And um, Weber State as well. So it, if anyone is, we're actively seeking sponsors for the event that would sponsor a Dreamer and donations, and we'll have Venmo available up there at the event in Ogden on October 8th to receive donations that will go directly to the Sponsor a Dreamer scholarship funding. I love that. And, and oh, what were you going to say? Oh, Sorry. just also through our um, OFOM website, OFOM.org, there's a support us and donation tab where you can make a donation and then it specifies for, mm-hmm. you know, it could be a general donation to OFOM, which supports the Ogden Music Festival and other things that we do, including our Will and Way Instrument Lending Library. Mm-hmm. Um, and free music lessons. But um, there's a way to sponsor a dreamer to designate it for that. I love it. So also thinking of not just dreamers, but if you are an uh, artist, are you for if you want to have your art presented so maybe you can, you know, make a couple bucks for college books yeah. or, or yeah. your is it any age, any artist who well, how's that work? Well, what we do is we actually have um, our K through 12. So the theme is remembering your ancestors and you don't want to miss that because we were so amazed with the artwork there's different mediums um you can purchase them if the artist is willing to sell them Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes they keep them but um beautiful work so there's that and then we do have a few local artists that are also going to participate and so again that's where we want to showcase um our hispanic latino artists and even Um, students like Emma I mean I'm so grateful that I met her uh, during opening institute because the we have students who have talents and we just need to give them a place to share those beautiful talents and we're hopeful that Dia de los Muertos will be one of them and you're going to see Emma on our stages at Vofom. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm, oh yeah, I I'm pretty certain this We've is been not talking. the last time. <laughs> that's that's so well well before I I let you all go, what's the socials where people can find you and find more information about these events? So, you just you know, we don't have the copyright on the name Dia de los Muertos by any means, of course. But it's Dia de los Muertos in Ogden. Ian, and that'll pop you up on mm-hmm. um, the Facebook page and our Instagram, and that's also our Gmail account. Mm-hmm. All right, and Emma, you have no, you're too young. We're not sharing your socials yet. <laughs> but is there a place where you uh, have your music at? Maybe Spotify or anything um, like that? No, I do have a TikTok account though. It's um, Emma Monza. All right, all right. <laughs> well, now listeners, we're gonna. We're going to send you off with a treat. Uh, one of the bands that are going to be playing up there, we have Swanatron with Cumbia Kali. Yay. Thanks, Rashawn. Of course. Take <laughs> care. You. You're listening Wonderful to Roundtable Tuesday on Radioactive.